Hey, friends, welcome to today's podcast. And I have a good one, I think, for you. But first off, I wanted to just remind you guys if you are listening to my podcast and enjoy it, please leave a review on wherever you're listening to it at. And also, if you're interested in getting some coaching, I would love to help you. So email Jennifer at relationship411podcast.com. So if you listened to last week's podcast, I interviewed my friend Amanda. And since I record three uh, podcasts at a time, she's still here. And so she's going to hopefully weigh in and maybe interject in some of the content that we're going to be talking about today. And today our topic is on why men and women cheat. And why I actually wanted to do this, um, I in my coaching practice, I have devoted my practice and my energy to help women after infidelity um, or really any betrayal that has occurred in their marriage. And I really just want to have a safe space for women to come and talk and then get some empowerment and helping them in their lives. Because I think a lot of women, when they've been betrayed, they go into victim mode, and that is totally normal, and I totally understand that. But the hope and goal is to become empowered and to become strong so that you can make the choices you want in your marriage, and you don't have to, you know, just be the victim of your life. And you've met women, I'm sure, that have been like, 30 years ago, my husband cheated, and they still have never got out of the blame and the shame and all of it. So... I hope as we talk today that you'll start realizing if you are in the victim mode um, that you can have the power to have some empowerment and learn how to do that. If you're listening and this doesn't apply to you, chances are you know someone that it could apply to, share it with them, or someday you will have betrayal of some sort in your life. This has been a problem since the dawn of time. And I think knowing the why of someone cheats also helps you know how to maybe help and fix this and repair this in your marriage. And the other overlying message I want everyone to know is this has nothing to do with you. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. As a woman or a man that's cheated on, literally just realize, just say, it doesn't have anything to do with me. It has something to do with the person that is cheating as well as the affair partner. And in case you don't believe that, I want to remind you that Jennifer Lopez, Gwen Stefani, Sandra Bullock, Eva Longoria, Halle Berry, Jennifer Gardner, Beyonce, Shania Twain, these are all beautiful, successful, powerful, gorgeous women. They have great bodies. They have all experienced infidelity. So we sometimes think like, oh, if I would have been skinnier or if I would have had more money or if I would have been nicer, all the things, the outward things that we think men want and we've been trained by society to think that they want, that is not the case. So let's just know that that is not reality. Lay that that to rest. (laughs) And I think it's helpful to know that I believe 100% that your marriage can thrive after an affair if both partners are willing to own their part in their marriage and themselves. Um, It's going to take a lot of energy and work, but it's totally worth it. So even though this is a thing that men and women cheat, you can, your marriage can survive it or not. Anyways, so I picked 10 ways and reasons why men and women might have an affair. So I'm going to go over those. Number one. They're looking for a way out of their marriage or relationship. And so in my mind, this is a total coward's way of getting out of their marriage. 
is to cheat because they want to avoid a difficult conversation. They're not getting their needs met and they can't have a conversation about it. So in their mind, they decide like, oh, I'll go have an affair, let my spouse know about it, and hopefully she'll leave me. So I don't know if this happens often, but I think it definitely is a reason. And of course, the internet said it was. So (laughs) um, of why people cheat. The number two, and I honestly think this is really the number one reason, and none of these are necessarily in order, but they are seeking validation. And they have a low self-esteem and a lot of insecurity. They don't feel attractive. So when someone, and it always happens at work, I mean, not always, but like a lot of times you always hear that's where people meet their affair partner is at work, but it could be a friend or who knows, there's a million ways. At a restaurant. (laughs) No, I, I couldn't agree with this one more. I think number two is a major thing because you, as a woman, I used to always think it was me, like something I couldn't do. But then I realized they're actually so insecure themselves. That's yeah, why they're and looking someone, for more validation yeah. outside of the marriage. And sometimes yeah. when you're in a relationship for so long, I think it gets a little complacent and you're not probably validating your spouse daily, telling him how good he looks, you know, in the dating stages. So I would say that's for sure a number one reason. Yeah, and some a pretty woman, you're somewhere, they say, wow, they give you a compliment, whatever. And one thing leads to another. For sure. So the validation, I think, is key. But honestly, what I've learned um, through all the coaching and all the things I've learned, the person that you have to validate is yourself. And instead of looking outward, you have to look inward. And so until you can start validating yourself, you're going to maybe be at risk for having an affair. And because your wife or your husband can't validate you enough if this is an issue of yours. I couldn't agree more. So you have to learn to self-validate and build your own self-esteem and have your own value because we're all, we all have value, but until you know that for yourself, you're always going to have this, could be a weakness for you. Another one is a midlife crisis. And I think this is interesting. We always think like men have midlife crisis, which they do. Women do too. And it usually happens like 40 to 60, but Interestingly, it's not always about the age. It can be like a significant birthday, like when someone turns 50 or 40 or whatever, but also if a parent dies. So like it's like a crisis in your life as you get older and then like life feels a lot more fragile and a lot more like, oh my gosh, like I'm going to die soon. My parents just died. And so it, it just, it's a big thing to be aware of. In your spouse, if, you know, they start, um, you know, talking about like they're getting older, they have a fear of dying or, you know, a birthday. I just think it's something to be aware of, but it happens all the time that when people are certain ages or a family member dies that they have a midlife crisis and they cheat. Another one is emotional immaturity. And I think (laughs) we have a lot in our world of emotional immaturity. And it's sad because I think in our society, we don't teach how to deal with emotions. And especially men, we always, you know, don't cry. It's not cool to cry. Um, You can't show your feelings. And so that's one thing I really, for me, always try to work with my kids on is, no, we can feel any feelings that we want. Because if they can get good at recognizing what they feel, they're going to be a lot stronger when something, um, a crisis happens. But a lot of people have the inability to talk about or even understand their feelings. 
And so instead, they have no willpower, they have poor judgment, they lack self-control, and then they can rationalize their choices while they're having their affair because they're not capable of sharing or feeling their emotions. And so they know something's going on with them, but they're not quite sure. And then somehow they act out. They can't share it with their wife or their spouse. So then they act out with a different person that doesn't have to, they can be shallow with. Right. That feels so much Yeah. It feels safer. safer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They don't have to be vulnerable Mm -hmm. or have any judgment because they're, they're with maybe a stranger or someone they don't know that well. Okay. Number five, looking for connection. And I think this is the most dangerous one. When a partner isn't connected with their spouse and then they get this connection with another person, usually an emotional affair. Mm -hmm. And when they can start sharing their deepest, darkest secrets with this other person and that other person validates them, says all the right things, um, isn't asking them to take out the trash or do anything for them. They're just saying how amazing you are and giving you all the things you want. And it usually a lot of times happens with someone at work um, because you're away from your home. And so it almost feels like it doesn't count or it doesn't, you're not in your home space. And so, um, and I think emotional affairs always start out this way. But I think, I mean, maybe people can have emotional affairs for years if they don't live next to each other or don't see each other. But I think an emotional affair usually will lead to a physical affair if you're not careful. I totally agree. What do you think? I agree. agree? (laughs) For sure. For sure. Yeah. And so, I mean, maybe if you're having the emotional affair via the internet. Yeah. I think more times than not, it probably starts out very innocent. And, you know, when you start telling these deep, dark secrets that, you know, your wife maybe won't approve of or whatever, and this total stranger validates it and says yeah. it's okay it makes it so much easier like oh she understands me yes we have a serious bond where you don't understand me yeah we can't have these hard conversations it's like no we can yeah. have these hard conversations but you chose to take them somewhere else yes yes absolutely so i i i think that is the harder one to get rid of or not rid of but to end the harder one to end mm-hmm. if it if there's a lot of emotional attached to that um, revenge cheating. <laughs> I actually know someone that did this. Um, she found out her husband cheated on her, so she went and cheated on him, oh, wow. which is not a smart way or thing to do. But um, anyways, we cheat out of anger, jealousy, want revenge, and it never ends well. So this isn't like, you know, the way to go if, yeah. if this happens. Don't recommend. <laughs> yeah, definitely don't <laughs> recommend. Um, loneliness. I think loneliness for maybe the person, either either one, they're feeling lonely in their marriage or maybe they're recently divorced and they meet a married man and they think, why not? Um, I think loneliness, that feeling of being lonely and they have someone paying attention to them that needs them, that can easily lead to an affair. So I think it's important to, if you are lonely, feeling lonely, to make sure you don't put yourself in those situations that you could get involved in a, an affair. I think the excitement and an affair, a lot of excitement in an affair, they might find their life boring, routine. They have, you know, five kids, you know, they're doing the same things. They're, you know, having to drive carpool and, you know, the monotony of life. 
For sure. That sometimes happens. They want an escape. Yeah. And so they're like, wow, this other person can give me this escape. And I'm I'm a better dad. I'm a better husband because I have this escape on the side. Yeah. It's like they convince themselves that this is a thing. For sure. So they're almost like living two lives. Um, another one is buffering from difficult feelings. So feelings are hard to feel, right? I mean, you just explained how you felt when you found out your husband betrayed you. And it was an awful feeling. So a lot of times people do not want to feel their feelings. So instead, they're like, let me mask these and I'll mask them through an affair. And I'll let this other person be all this excitement and fun. And it's almost like a drug. It's this adrenaline rush. And this person thinks I'm amazing and awesome. And so instead of feeling the pain of whatever they're feeling, they're someone died in their life or um, they lost their job or, you know, there's a million things that people could not want to feel. And so then they escape through another person. The last reason that I came up with, so if you have any more, you can okay. speak up, but <laughs> is the dopamine, the actual drug, the, the feeling of um, your brain creates dopamine and serotonin and all these um, neurotransmitters when you s- become attracted to a new person. It's like, you know, it's, we've all experienced it when a new love, um, when we meet someone that we're really attracted to, when we were first married, um, it's like the newlywed phase. And so people get addicted to that feeling of the newlywed phase. But what happens after the newlywed phase, Amanda? Oh, we know all too well. <laughs> so it just, it's like that ends and then life happens. So right. unless you're going to jump from woman to woman or person to person, the newlywed phase eventually ends and then life takes on. So that feeling, the euphoria that you're having only lasts for so long. And that's why I was reading usually affairs last three months to two years, and it probably depends on a million things. If they're married, not married, um, if they have kids, but that's the usual trajectory of an affair, of how long that lasts. Um, Did you think of any other reasons? Um, I think another reason, um, for me personally, I know, like, with my spouse, he was, like, very much addicted to... I, I think it's an addiction. Like, yes. he, like women, it's a real addiction. Right. It's that dopamine yes, that they want for him. in their brain. And yeah. he has a very serious problem with, like, needing the new, always new, always fresh, always the latest, greatest. Yes. And it's funny because they also portray it in other aspects of their life. For us, like, it was also, like, new vehicles. Mm-hmm. I cannot tell you over just the span of our marriage how many different cars we had. I mean, we were married for... Little over thirteen, or like thirteen years, or twelve, twelve, thirteen ish, and we had thirty different cars. Wow, thirty! And it's because he loved that new smell, that new whatever. And it's funny because when I would look at other aspects of his life, I would say, "Oh, he—that's also how he does, like with women and relationships. Yeah. He wants a new one. He wants a fresh one." So I think a lot of men, maybe women, are addicted to that rush of. Something new, something better, something greater. Yeah. Just yes. always the next level. In their mind, it's like, oh, the grass is greener. The yes. grass is never greener. The grass looks the same no. on both sides of the fence. Yes, the grass is greener <laughs> where you water yes, it. Yes, yes, yes. Definitely where you water it. Where you water so, it. So yeah, I totally agree to that. So like 
And just because your husband buys a new car every year does not mean he's going to have an affair. Yes, yes. <laughs> but these are just reasons why people have an affair. Um, and there's probably some that I didn't say. But I just think for me, um, the why is important. I, I like to know the why and the how and how did this happen. So then I can – I always want to fix things. But um, – it just helps understand like where they're coming from and know none of these said their wife wasn't pretty enough. Exactly. It wasn't. It mm-hmm. was or their wife wasn't skinny enough or whatever. It's not about you. It's about what's going on for that person that's having the affair. And so I think that's such good information to know that because that enables you to get out of victim villain mode to empowerment and being able to make decisions that you want to make for your life as opposed to feeling like this happened to me for sure and being the victim anyway so if you find yourself on either side of this first off you aren't alone i think it's important to be aware if you have these tendencies to get help Real help. Um, I mean, of course, I believe in talking to spiritual leader if you find that important. However, they are not trained therapists um, or life coaches. You need someone that specializes in affairs in order for you to get through and to be able to process it and talk about it. You need a safe place. So definitely there's lots of people out there. Um, I would love to help you if I can. There's not a quick fix, but there's always hope. And I think hope is so important in the situation. And I think it's important to figure out your why or your spouse's why. If they can, you know, pinpoint what was their why in this, if one of these 10 or 11 things that we talked about today, I think that helps. If you know the why you did it, then you know how to not have it happen again or how to work through that. And I think... To be honest and vulnerable is so important, and that's going to give you so much more progress if you can be honest with yourself and your spouse and be vulnerable with them and tell them, you know, this is what's going on for me. Anyways, do you have anything else you want to add? No, I think that was perfect. (laughs) Okay. Well, thanks so much for listening today, and hopefully these 10 ways of why men and women cheat can help you And hopefully you don't ever find yourself in this situation. But if you do, you know what to do.